Hello, Charlie Gladstone here, and welcome to part two of my Mavericks podcast Christmas special. Greetings from the Highlands of Scotland, where I am sitting in front of the fire, which you can probably hear in the background, and supping on a glass of red wine. Last time on part one, I pretended it was mulled wine, but actually it's just red wine. I'm quite boring in my drinking taste, so I really only ever drink a little bit of tea, espresso, fizzy water and red wine. I wish I liked things like gin and vodka, but to be honest, I don't really like them. Anyway, um, enough about my drinking habits. Happy Christmas. I hope you're having a great time. The idea here is that this podcast is a reflection of some of my contributors' best moments of 2017. I sent a few of them a brief and asked them just to recommend things to me that had happened this year um, that they had loved and that other people might find enriching or inspiring. So the list was pretty open. Um, It was records, books, films, but also moments and experiences and places. And I've had some really fantastic replies. And here today are a few of those replies. But I think we should open up with some um, Christmas music. And last time I played Merry Christmas or Merry Xmas Everybody by Slade and Wham's Last Christmas. And I also mentioned Fairytale of New York, which is one of my absolute favourites. I'm not going to play that today, but uh, it's 30 years old this year. Isn't that amazing how time flies and how well that has stood the test of time? I am going to play The Pearl Fishers. Um, the Pearl Fishers made an amazing album some time ago called A Sunflower at Christmas. And it was an absolute staple on our CD machine at the time and we still listen to it every Christmas. I don't know if you if you've um, if you've listened to it but here's a snatch of snowboarding by the Pearlfishers which is just a great really unusual Christmas song. Well it's coming on Christmas there's only four shopping days when they're fighting at the checkout it's maybe time to get So, first of all, to Kirsty Allsop. Um, Kirsty's podcast is one of the most listened to of the year. And um, so I asked her for some of her recommendations of this year. And she said that her favourite um, two novels had been To Kill a President, um, which is by Sam Bourne. Um, she says, it's very cheering, 
because it ends in the way you want it to, but I'm not going to ruin it. She says it's an absolutely wonderful book. She also highly recommends the books by Jason Goodwin about Istanbul. He's an academic writer and he writes about the mid-19th century in Istanbul. She says it's historically correct, but it's also really exciting and you don't have to read in order, but it helps if you can. You'll storm through them and be devastated when, you'll finish, when you finish them. She also recommended a couple of cookery books. She said um, that Made in India by Mara Soda is absolutely wonderful. She said, if you like Indian food and you think you can't cook it at home, you really, truly can. And she also says that Hugh Fernley Whittingstall's new veg book is wonderful. Um, talking of cookbooks, I think that the two, my two favourite cookbooks this year are Anna Jones's new book, which is um, a vegetarian-based book. She's really original and um, very intelligent in the way that she structures the recipes. And then also the wonderful Claire Thompson's book, Larder. It's a beautiful and very simple book. Um, they make great Christmas presents, any of those books. But so those, um, those were Kirsty's books, um, but she didn't just stick with books. Um, she said that um, her favourite restaurant of the year is Six Portland Road which he said is old-fashioned and very good. Um, Caroline, my wife, is the global projects manager for Bill Granger Restaurants. I don't know if you know that. And her global development chef, Louis, also said that that was his absolute favourite restaurant in um, the world at the moment to me the other day. So there's two very good recommendations. So um, if you want a good, old-fashioned, simple restaurant, try Six Portland Road. Also, Kirsty recommended um, something which I actually discovered this year um, and which I bought two of, which are the, um, they're made by Ikea and they are the most beautiful metal and glass display cabinets. They're called Fabricor, F-A-B-R-I-K-O-R, and they're about 130 quid. And when constructed, they look like the sort of, um, I hope the fire isn't making too much noise in the background there, sorry about that. When constructed, they look like those beautiful vintage medicinal cabinets that you can buy, um, but will set you back probably closer to a thousand quid. I have a vast museum of display bits and bobs, and in fact, Kirsty occasionally gives me bits and bobs to go into that display. And this year, I transferred a fair bit of it into two of those cabinets, and I'm planning to get more. They're absolutely fantastic value, really well made. And I would just recommend you get them before they stop making them. She's also said that Ben, her other half, has become addicted to tin cup whiskey. I'm, I'm not sure actually I should use the word addicted there, but you may know that tin cup whiskey were one of our sponsors at the Good Life Experience for three years. And um, Ben discovered it there and has um, become an addict to that. And in fact, they're with us at the weekend, so the uh, quantity left in the bottle will testify to that. She also says, um, and this being a man is, is a bit of an odd one, but it's not for me that's recommending, it's Kirsty that satin pillowcases are her great discovery of this year. She says that a company called Jasmine Silk make them for 22 pounds um, and you will sleep better and they don't mess up your hair. And Kirsty then takes them everywhere with her. So, um, so that, if you are a long haired man, or if you just want to sleep better, may well be worth trying.
And Kirsty also told me that her great discovery of this year were Pratesi sheets in HomeSense. Kirsty is a great expert in TK Maxx and HomeSense. She says that the extra HomeSense is the best one in Britain. But she said she'd always been wanting some Pratesi sheets. You spell Pratesi, P-R-A-T-E-S-I. Um, but they are breathtakingly expensive. And, um, and she then looked them up on Google and found that you can buy a set of Pratesi sheets for £4,700 from Harrods if you want to, which, um, which is an amazing amount of money. However, she found them in HomeSense for £70. And she says here that I dropped to the floor in HomeSense and um, when we were filming Love It or List It, and I literally started hyperventilating. The crew were all quite surprised, but I bought the sheets and I am now very happy. So um, I think Kirsty's recommendation there is don't spend £4,700 on some sheets, which I suspect you weren't going to do anyway. And do go to HomeSense, particularly in Exeter or indeed TK Maxx anywhere. Moving on, um, Peter Francis. You may recall my podcast with Peter Francis. Peter is the, um, the warden and director of Gladstone's Library in Harden, which is an institution in which I'm very intimately involved and is Britain's only prime ministerial and residential library. And you may recall that Peter has dedicated a large part of his life to fighting for equality in the Church of England. Um, he's ordained, um, but he's also an academic. And um, he's recommended three short books that would all make wonderful gifts. He says that, Reunion by Fred Ullman, Women and Power by Mary Beard, and Gratitude by Oliver Sacks have all been produced in beautiful editions. Reunion is a wonderfully written novella. Mary Beard's short book is a fantastic polemic, and Oliver Sacks provides great human wisdom written as he was facing death. So those are three, um, I think, rather beautiful and simple books that you might wish to give to someone or read yourself. He says that the best films, um, which are now on DVD, are Lady Macbeth, which he describes as atmospheric and beautifully acted with fantastic sound. The wind and the gravel and all that sort of thing are just beautiful. And there's an Oscar-worthy performance by Florence Pugh. And he also mentions a film which I haven't heard of, which is called A Quiet Passion. He says it's a very poetic film by Terence Davis, which is appropriate as it's about Emily Dickinson, it's full of her poetry. He says that if Florence Pugh doesn't win an Oscar for her performance in Lady Macbeth, then Cynthia Nixon should for her performance as Emily in this film. So those are Peter's recommendations. He's always really good at recommending books and films, and, and um, he and I tend to agree on, on uh, certainly on good books. So um, give those a go. Now, moving on. Um, I um, asked Caroline, my wife to um, come up with some recommendations. She's always reading and doing interesting things. As I mentioned earlier, she is the global projects manager for Bill Granger Restaurants, as well as doing the Good Life experience with me and Keris and Steve. And as I've talked a lot on this podcast and I've interviewed both Keris and Steve or Abbo Abbott, it seems only fair that we should have some representation from Caroline. Um, she says that A Little Life is the best book she's read for a long time. It's beautifully crafted, cinematically descriptive, and so rich it stays with you for a long time afterwards. Our daughter Tara 
um, who's a voracious reader, recommended that to Caroline and I. And I know that some of our other children have read it. I started it and was really enjoying it and then became distracted um, by something else, which happens to me quite a lot. So I will be starting it again, but A Little Life is one of those books that I think has grown virally. Um, people just seem to really um, want to pass it on because I think it's, so, it's clearly so rich in its story, um, but also so human. Uh, so there are those books that become viral, and I think that that's one of them. She then says that LCD sound system at Alexandra Palace was one of the highlights of her year. I was there as well. Um, our whole family are massive LCD sound system fans. When the children were growing up, um, LCD sound system were in their prime. And I suppose that those are the days when we didn't have many CDs in the car. And all of their three first albums were endlessly in the car. And so we've seen them a couple of times this year. Um, first time with all of the children and second time with some of the children because I couldn't get enough tickets. But it was um, amazing to not only see them playing the old stuff, but that they came back with such a good album. I've recommended it before, but I think probably their new album is, the, is my favourite album of the year. Um, I also saw that Mojo magazine, which is probably the best of our music magazines, had it as their album of the year. So we're in good company. Uh, Caroline also travels quite a lot to uh, Japan and South Korea for her work. I think she's been three times this year. And she says that the Kiyomizu Dara Temple in Kyoto is one of the most extraordinary places she's ever been. She says, I loved it for its fabulous colours, its extraordinary sense of serenity, and its architectural wizardry. Um, so I'd always wanted to go to Kyoto. I've only been to Tokyo, but uh, it sounds amazing. And she says that her favourite film, and I agree with her, and one of our other contributors to this podcast has said the same thing, is Paddington 2. I think she says it's the perfect feel-good family film, and it really is. It's got a wonderful message at its core, but it's also beautifully shot and beautifully styled. It, it owes a huge amount to Wes Anderson and particularly to his Grand Budapest Hotel. It's almost um, a homage to that, I think. I don't think that they would in any way deny that, but it is just a lovely, happy film, and I dare say it won't be out on DVD for Christmas, but if it is, get it. And if not, make sure you go and see it in the cinema. One of her other highlights was the Scratch Chef cooking demo at the Good Life Experience. That was uh, a case of turning adversity into triumph. Unfortunately, Jose Pizarro, who is one of our key, um, what would you, I suppose you call him a keynote chef. He was one of the big chefs that we had this year. Came up to Harden, had a brilliant night dancing to Norman Jay. Um, Norman Jay, by the way, was absolutely fantastic. I hadn't realised quite how good he'd become, but he played an absolutely blinding set at the Good Life Experience. It was one of the highlights of my year. And although I meant to go to bed early at the Good Life Experience so I can face the next day, I stayed up till about three in the morning and it was worth it, absolutely worth it. Anyway, Jose came up and then very late at night got an emergency phone call and had to go back to London. And so at 10 o'clock the next morning when he was meant to be on stage cooking over our campfire, um, we suddenly got notice that he'd gone and we didn't know what to do. So we put together a scratch team on the spot and that team included Felicity Cloak, who is the, now the Guardian restaurant reviewer and doing a great job of it. Our friend Tom Herbert, 
Harry Eastwood, who wrote a brilliant book on meat this year, Thomasina Myers um, of Oaxaca, and Matthew Pennington um, of The Ethicurian. If you're in London uh, before Christmas, then go to his pop-up restaurant, which is amazing. Uh, as well as Mark Parr, who calls himself Lord Logs, who was manning the fire and moving the logs around in the right way, in the right way and Caroline and I. And it was really good fun and a great, um, a great success. And it's kind of one of those things that you almost enjoy more because you've put something together out of what was potentially not very good. Um, then Caroline says um, that she absolutely loved climbing the old man of store on Sky, which we did together with our son Felix. It is, it's actually quite a steep climb. It's not a particularly long climb, but it's pretty steep. And when you get to it, it's just awe-inspiring with amazing views. We had a few days on Sky earlier this year, and I could not recommend it more. I think it has a bit of a struggle with tourist numbers in the summer, and there just aren't enough beds and certainly aren't enough roads to accommodate all the tourists but we went out of season uh, probably just before the season in fact sort of you know early spring and had the most amazing time so do go there if you haven't yet been or if you have been go again and then I asked Miranda West um, the publisher of Do Books for her recommendations of this year uh, her podcast has been really popular. One or two people have said to me that they thought it was the best of the year, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but anyway, she says um, in her email to me, I don't feel I'm on trend with 2017 stuff. I just don't get as much chance. I'd like to read books and magazines and things. But here's a few things I've really enjoyed this year. And then she lists loads of amazing things. She says that her favourite films were 20th Century Woman and Manchester by the Sea. And then, um, moving in a completely different direction, she says uh, that Wonder Woman, um, which she watched with her two nine-year-old girls and three 13-year-old boys, and they all loved it, it's brilliant. And Caroline said that was great too. And she also recommends Paddington too, which I have raved about. On TV, she said that Motherland is brilliantly funny, a bit too close to our friends and Hackney School mums, but it's great. And Stranger Things too is silly but good. I know that some of my children love Stranger Things. I haven't got onto it yet. I've just become completely consumed by Suits recently, a bit late in the day. And um, I've just finished episode, no, not episode, I've just finished series two. Um, it's really funny and it's pretty lightweight, but it, it's got great characters. And I thought that I wouldn't really get beyond series one because I kind of seen it all and it was all fine and good. But but the minute series one ended, I wanted to find out what happened to them. Um, and then in books, Miranda recommends Today Will Be Different by Maria Semple, which is sharp, witty, original, and very funny. And The Course of Love by Alan de Botton, which is essentially an exploration into what comes after happily ever after, love and marriage in the modern world. And she also recommends Oliver Jeffers' book, which has just come out, called Here We Are, which he says is beautiful and heartfelt. She also recommends um, How to Stay Sane by Philippa Perry. She said it was published in 2012, but it was new to me, and I've actually got quite a lot out of this book. She also loved The, the Muse by Jesse Burton. Because I publish non-fiction, I like to read absorbing novels like this in my downtime, which I totally get. Um, and Devotions by Mary Oliver. 
says, I've never been into poetry, but I was introduced to her work by Louisa Thompson Britz, and I loved it. Then in music, she mentions Royal Blood, How Do We Get So Dark, which she says, my son plays very loud in the car, and I don't object to. I'm not really a fan, personally, of Royal Blood. I don't really get it. But, um, and also the War on Drugs, um, who have become absolutely huge. And who managed to sell out Alexandra Palace the other day. There's something rather heartening about that. For me, I find their music a little bit too old-fashioned and referential. But, um, but, you know, people love it. Great People with great taste love it. Uh, she goes on to list some of the um, people that she's met or got to know this year and who have made an impact, all of whom are inspiring and all doing good work. I hope to get them all in print one day. Uh, she mentions Joshua Coombs, who is this amazing man who is a hairdresser to the homeless. He spoke at the Do Lectures when I spoke there this year, and he was about to come and speak at the Good Life Experience, but then got an opportunity to go to America, so didn't. So I'm hoping to get him back for next year, 2018. And if I do, then come and listen to him, because he's wonderful. She also mentions Dominic Wilcox, the founder of Little Inventors. If you didn't listen to my Do Lectures specials, then you may not have heard of Dominic Wilcox. But for me, he is one of the most inspiring people that I've met this year. He's one of the most self-effacing people, but he's also unbelievably clever and funny and um, just has a very original way of looking at the world. Really, look up his work. Um, Alex Chung, who is the founder of Giffy, Jiffy, what do you call it? Gif, Giffy, Giffy. Um, he, he was at the Do Lectures as well, and um, he's become incredibly successful and interesting. And Louisa Thompson Britz, uh, who you will probably know of anyway and be inspired by. For experiences, she mentioned Brian Cox in conversation with Oliver Jeffers, which was at the School of Life. Um, she said it was science, art, philosophy. Big ideas, questions, loads of thinking, brilliant. And another of her experiences, which was one of my favourites, was launching and smoking copies of Tom Herbert's new book, Do While Baking at the Good Life Experience. That was um, Tom's book launch where he smoked the books over the fire in order to give them a proper flavour of the good life at his book launch. It's actually a great book, that. It's got Tom's humour and wit it's a really good outdoor book by someone who actually is, is really does what he says he does. Um, he knows his stuff. He's brilliant at baking on campfires. I've done it with him. And he is, he's very funny. Anyway, it's, it's a really good book. That I think it's probably my favourite um, do book. She also mentions the do lectures, which she says were the best yet. I've talked about them a fair bit this year. Uh, I think they have just launched applications for next year. It's not easy to get a place and it is very expensive, but it is a wonderful way to spend three days. And if you haven't been and you're looking at the opportunity perhaps to change your life or move in a new direction or just actually meet, talk to, listen to and eat with, and by the way, eat amazing food with um, 120 or so really interesting people, then ha look it up. It, it's, it's really worthwhile. And I do know people whose life has been changed by it. And then she also mentions uh, her trip to Manhattan, 
Walking and talking my way around the East Village with a new friend it reminded me of what a great city it is and I'd like to travel more next year. I haven't been to New York this year. It's the first time probably for 30 years and I kind of miss it. I went through a period of going a lot and I think I almost got a bit bored of it, not because it was boring, but because I would tend to go back to the same areas, which makes me boring. But um, yes, absolutely good recommendation from Miranda. Anyway, um, thank you to all of those contributors. I recently recorded a podcast with James Sills, which I have yet to put up. James is a relatively young man who performed at The Good Life this year. He was our choir master, on-site choir master, and he put together a number of um, wonderful choirs with guests at the festival. His main involvement in life is really with choirs. He runs three community choirs, including one in a hospital. He's also in two really interesting bands. I won't tell you too much about him because I've got a really interesting 45 minutes or so podcast with him coming. But when we, were in, when we were doing that chat, I asked him to play me a Christmas song. And um, with no uh, preparation, he got the lyrics up on his phone. We put my tiny little recorder and placed it facing him. And he played Rivers by Joni Mitchell. I don't know how good the sound quality is going to be. But if you imagine this is a man who's just picked up his guitar, found the lyrics on his phone stood up in front of a recorder and sung a Christmas song at my request. Then the scene is set and here is James Sills singing Rivers by Joni Mitchell. I'll sign off with this and wish you a most unbelievably happy Christmas wherever you are, whatever you're doing and a wonderful new year. And thank you so much for joining me for this podcast and for other podcasts this year. Lots and lots of love and have a good one. Okay. Bye. Coming on Christmas, they're cutting down trees. They're putting up reindeer and singing songs of joy and peace. Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away on. But it don't snow here. It stays pretty green. I'm going to make a lot of money. And I'm gonna quit this crazy scene, oh I wish I had a river I could skate away on Oh, I wish I had a river so long I would teach my feet to fly Oh, I wish I had a river Selfish and I'm sad. I've 
got lost the best baby that I've ever had oh, I wish I had a river I could skate